Yokoso, Yokoso, welcome, welcome, welcome. And thrice, welcome to the Stadium Monday Night Chat, everyone. I hope you are all well. Yes, it's me, your host, Clive Illenden. What a week in Stadia. What a show. Yes, we shall be discussing good stuff. And yes, we shall be discussing the Twitter apocalypse. And so much, much more, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, folks, he says, bang, uh, say hi in the chat. Say hello to everybody. Throw questions in there for the end if we get a chance, of course. Just in my mic there. Avail yourself to the super chats. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, Dave. Hello, Ray. Hello, Chris. Dazzadini Cloud Gaming X21. I miss some other people there. Jerry. Kumna! Thank you for shooting me on a regular basis. Uh, uh, Ray and, and everybody else. Uh, Paul, welcome, welcome, welcome. Avail yourself to the super chats if you should wish. Remember, hit the likes because that's really important. It means a lot and really helps with things. And if you're new here, hey, say hello to everyone. We're all friendly. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. And then you'll know when I go live chat i hope you are well stadia talk how are you chase hello hell monkey i hope you've all been good let me know what you've been playing and all of that but gosh what a week what a week a lot to get on polyvisor don't say hello to everybody we've got a lot to get through today it was a big week it was the week of three days of good stuff and obviously preceding that was the inevitable hype and build-up. Woo! This time fueled somewhat, uh, somewhat by the fact, of course, um, the good stuff wasn't going to include the fact that we'd had just had news on Cyberpunk 2077, uh, uh, which was announced by CD Projekt Red, I hasten to add, and the new Ubisoft AAA back catalogue, which was coming. So that kind of all fed into that hype and expectation of the three days of good stuff. Wolock, your star, really appreciate you. Thank you for the pair. Uh, hey, you. Anyway, the hype train, ladies and gentlemen, the hype train was on full speed. Whoop, whoop. Speculation was, as ever, off the scale. Uh, despite the fact, ladies and gentlemen, despite the fact it was clear, as I said last week, what would we be getting? We would be getting games, games, and more games. You know, forget the tech stuff, the Gen 2.0, the ray tracing, all of that, as it wasn't the forum or stage to announce the stuff like that. However, you know, fair dues. I myself, you know, got a bit sucked up Bought myself a ticket, a one-way ticket to Hype Town. Whoop, whoop. Thank you, Ray. Thank you for that. Much appreciated, my friend. Anyway, Stadia told us we would be getting demos, game announcements, and other stuff. So the question is, ladies and gentlemen, the question is, what did we get? What was the good stuff? So I'm not going to go through it in lots of detail because you all knew it. You all watched it. So let's just recap on what we did actually get. Cue the news. Here we go. So obviously, um, we should just recap because I think it's important that we recap because I think it's important 
Um, judging by some of the reaction that many, not everybody, many, um, a lot of people obviously got confused by the delivery and build-up of good stuff w- rather than the actual good stuff. Uh, Yoshida, Yokoso, Yokoso. So on the Tuesday, we had, of course, Pac-Man Demo. Uh, who's been playing the Pac-Man Demo? I have. Love it. Absolutely great. Perfect casual game, if you like, uh, with a recognizable gaming brand. Everybody could jump in. Loving the free demo. Um, absolutely marvelous. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order gets a release date. Whoop, whoop. Looking forward to this game. I'm a great fan of the Tomb Raider games. I'm a great fan of Star Wars. And this plays like a Tomb Raider game, but in a Star Wars universe, if that makes sense. As I understand it, looking forward to that. Hello, Neighbor Engineer. A first, an exclusive, timed exclusive on Stadia. So we got an exclusive um, as well. So that was just, um, ladies and gentlemen, that was just Monday. I mean, sorry, the Tuesday. And then on the Wednesday, of course, we got more demos. We got Humankind, obviously aiming at the PC brigade there. Uh, not my cup of tea. I have not really looked at it, really, because it doesn't personally, it doesn't appeal to me. But it's good to have another great demo there. Click and play, all of that. Ark Survival Evolves is going to be a pro game. So we got a pro game, a big, you know, this is a big, big game. Like, figuratively speaking, it's a big game. But actually, literally, it's a big game. Massive downloading. But of course, not a problem for Stadia. I think I played an early Ark version on Xbox. It was rubbish. It struggled. I didn't really know what I was meant to be doing, but I think this is the full version. Looks much more impressive. Really looking forward to the fact it was a pro game. It's not necessarily a game I would buy, but definitely looking forward to playing this. And again, I know this has a big, big following, especially in the sort of the the PC gaming market as well. We got DLC for Orcs Must Die. Don't forget Orcs Must Die is still a timed Stadia exclusive and a great, great um, game on the platform. And this DLC also brings Stream Connect. So you can see what your buddy is doing or if your buddy is getting overrun, uh, which is perfect for Orcs Must Die when you're playing in a sort of multiplayer um, scenario. So again, loads of good, good stuff on the Wednesday. And then, of course, Thursday, to top it all off, we got the Immortals Phoenix Rising demo. Absolutely love it. Really easy to, to play out, all of that. Um, I finished it. I haven't done loads and loads of exploring, but I finished it. Um, so it was a really good experience. I had it on sort of the normal level. I managed it. It wasn't too difficult. It plays really nicely. It looks really nice. A great, great demo. Slightly more aimed at the sort of console type player, I would say. A brand new game in that kind of very stylish indie sort of game a sort of a turn-based game as well with young souls phoenix point a sort of strategy conquest type game i sort of i would say sort of strategy based game um so brand new game coming to stadia of course boulders gate well i think it was just a reminder so that's not really a, a, a an extra thing Anyway, and also not part of the good stuff, but just to know, I think this is only in the US and Canada. Um, you get loads of referrals at the moment. So if you refer someone to Stadia, you get a free month on Pro and they get a free month trial. Win-win. Love those. Hey, Stadia. 
bring it uh, to Europe. So that was the good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the question is, was it good stuff? You know, I think taken on its own there, all in all, as I say, taken on its own outside the bars and the hype, you know, put that to one side for a moment. Forget all of that. Ask yourself, is this bad stuff? Now, did we get a load of bad stuff? Is this terrible stuff? Is this shizzle stuff? Is this basically three days of a bag of sick? Yeah, I don't think so. I think only people off the scale of reasonable and rational debate, and more on that later, ladies and gentlemen, would say that. People, I think, you know, have confused the content with the delivery of that content. The Xmas wrapping paper might have been an old newspaper because you forgot to go to WH Smith and get that fancy wrapping with the sparkles and a nice bow to tie it all with. But the brand new present inside, still good. Was it amazing? Maybe for some, but it, but it was good at least. I mean, yes, presentation, you know, without a doubt, is important. We have a new member. Thank you, Christopher Torres. Thank you, Aragadagazimus, for being a shock you. If you're interested in becoming a member, there's a button down there for you, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, presentation, ladies and gentlemen, presentation is important. But do you know what is more important in this jaded world that we live in, ladies and gentlemen? Despite what you'd think, the actual substance of the content, not the messaging or the delivery of that content at the end of the day. So had Stadia shadow dropped it, it would still be good stuff. Just because some people may believe that Stadia overhyped it, Maybe they did. Maybe we overhyped it. I don't know. It was still good stuff. The substance doesn't change. Yes, your excitement may have not been the same. Your expectation due to speculation may have not been met. You may have hated the short five-minute YouTube videos or found the Lamar Wilson and Lauren Z-side grating as YouTube personalities. But Stadia said they'd be giving us good stuff. Mostly games, games, games. And on the whole, I would call that stuff, you know, three demos, Jedi Fallen launch date, brand new first on Stadia exclusive, brand new big sort of AAA game coming to pro, two brand new games and all the rest. I would call it good stuff in my honest opinion. I think that's a reasonable and accurate statement. I mean, if we take a look at the, a quick look at the sort of people who may have been disappointed, well, you might have been disappointed because one, expectation driven by the hype train. Fair enough. Expecting longer videos. Oh, only five minutes. Three, why didn't they do a connect? Oh, fair enough. Four, I hate Lauren Z side. Bit harsh. First and foremost, uh, for me, I think, you know, some of those are valid, you know, valid things. 
bit harsh on Lauren's east side if that's your view but anyway um first and foremost on these these things the five minute daily videos at the end of the day perhaps weren't aimed at us um, despite what we think stadia's tr still trying to get the message out to people who are not sure what stadia is how it works or how to try it etc we know there are so many misconceptions about Stadia out there, you know. We, this audience, me and you, the audience of the number one watched UK Stadia show, and most of the audience who watches the Stadia community content frequents Reddit, even the boomers over on the Stadia Facebook pages, they know, we all know what Stadia is. We know a lot about the tech, the details, the rumours of things to come. These five-minute videos were not aimed at us. So the question is, who were they aimed at for? Well, it's very simple. They were aimed at the demographics that watch Lamar Wilson and Sharon Zside. Yeah, the casual gamers, the casual tech people. Not us wizened old tech and gaming loons. No! Take one look at Lamar Wilson's YouTube channel. 1.5 million subs, a thank you. It's a sort of funny tech light approach to reviews and stuff. It's not too deep or technical. It's sort of mainstream tech-ish, fun and accessible. Lauren Zside, uh, four plus million subs. Quirky fun games like Sims, Among Us, silly video reviews. You might not like the presenters, which thus underline how these five minutes mini connects were not for you, but they speak to the audience that Stadia is targeting at the moment. Yeah, the casual gaming, the tech like enthusiasts. Another thing about the five minute videos, of course, are that they are easily consumable and shareable formats with a very specific one link to click and play the demos. And I've already seen uh, 30 second versions of those condensed, uh, specifically around the demos, so they could be shared on social media by Stadia stuff. I mean, the five minutes is sweet, short, uh, delivers a lot of content, and has a unique free to play demo at the end for each of those videos. Stick that all together with, you know, with the three demo links at the end, it, it doesn't really allow the chance for each demo to breathe. And bear in mind that each demo is aimed very much at very different specific gamer types. The casual gamer, perhaps the PC gamer, and then the console type gamer. So yes, personally, I would have loved a more detailed connect with uh, Phil Harrison talking about Stadia and its strategy and the roadmap and the great games, you know, that would have suited me. That would have suited me. And maybe, maybe would have suited some of you. But the average consumer is not interested in the company boss and the business strategy and to some degree the nitty gritty of the tech. They just want to know what fun games are coming with fun, quirky, zany presenters. This is obviously a clear move away from the Stadia employee presented videos to more mainstream YouTube personality driven videos, which fits the strategy of the sort of symbiotic relationship 
between YouTube and Stadia. Symbiotic relationship. That's a phrase I'm sure we might be talking about later. So mark it on your word bingo card, ladies and gentlemen. Symbiotic relationship. So this takes me nicely onto the click and play demos. Oh my gosh. We're seeing such good response to this. This is such a powerful feature of Stadia and, in fairness, other cloud gaming platforms. The ability to able to offer a demo of a game that you just literally click and play or click and enter your email if you don't have Stadia, then play instantly. It's something many people have been asking for, you know, for a long time. And I don't doubt that this has always been part of Stadia's business plan. But now we have it in action, ladies and gentlemen. We see the real power. Not click, download it, play it in 30 minutes time when it's finally downloaded. If I've got the space on my drive, I can't be bothered. No, your curiosity can be satisfied instantly with click to play. The strategy is already working especially with Phoenix uh, Immortals Rising. I've seen countless reviews now of the title featuring Stadia. I've seen previously skeptical gaming channels surprised at how good Stadia actually is. I mean, hey, who, who knew? Surprising what happens when you're trying something yourself. Here, for example, is The Escapists, uh, one of which is a cynic and critic of this of Stadia in the past. Let's hear what he had to say. Uh, bear with me while I find the clip. Where was it here? Okay. Let's get that. That news. Let me hear what he's got to say so I get the right cue. So this guy here has been a right cynic. His, his partner on here um, has Stadia, gives Stadia a go, and is generally okay about Stadia. But this guy, all the old kind of, oh, well, it won't work. Latency, I mean, it's cloud gaming. How's that going to work? It's impossible. Blah, blah, blah. Let's hear what he had to say. Desktop. Go. Word right here if you want to log in and try stuff. <laughs> so you, you gave it to me so I could try out the Immortals Phoenix Rising demo and without asking you I just started playing games on Stadia because <laughs> I was curious. I figured it would be okay. You know I was really curious to the Stadia experience and so uh, I saw that in your games list uh, there was Doom, Doom 2016 and I said you know what I'm gonna play some Doom and just see how it handles. Okay. And of course, you know, for those of you who don't know, Stadia is all internet based, which means you don't have to download Doom to play Doom. You just start playing Doom, everything through the internet. And here's the thing, it looked great and it played incredibly smooth. I did not notice any lags, any hiccups, any loading this is times. A cynic. More accessible Stadia than cynic. Any more loading times than would be in a regular game of Doom, of course. But I was playing Doom 2016 over the internet and it looked good and it played crazy smooth. Crazy smooth, ladies and gentlemen. That guy uh, was a former cynic and critic of Stadia. I still, you know, it questions the business model uh, about owning games. And yet he also admits that his, you know, he's losing that battle about, yeah, but you don't own your games. Um, 
and his friend here chuckles at him about it. And so, you know, the bald-headed geezer knows, what am I talking about? The bald-headed geezer knows uh, that he's losing that argument anyway and realizes that actually no one owns their own games nowadays. But that's the sort of the only sort of thing he's holding on to in his sort of ongoing criticism of um, Stadia. So it's just sort of interesting um, that, you know, you're beginning to see that was through the demo. He, he, he originally only was going to test. I don't know why he needed his friend's login to do the demo, which is a bit misleading because he could just put in his own email. He wouldn't have signed up, but he borrowed his friend's um, login. And as I say, he also then thought, wow, it's working on the old uh, Immortals Phoenix demo. Oh, there's Doom 2016. I'll give that a go. And as we know, you try it. It's very good. It's raising the profile of gen in the general gaming mindset. People are getting to try the tech and people are actually surprised. Do you know what? The irony is, if anything, the misinformation around cloud gaming and Stadia and, well, cloud gaming is impossible because of latency issues. And all of that has, has actually set the expectation bar so low that the net result is when people actually try it for themselves, they're blown away. I mean, you can see anecdotal evidence again. Um, let me just go over here. So this was on. This was posted. Uh, somebody, somebody put it on Twitter, but the comment was actually um, copied and then shared on Reddit. But I just think it's quite an interesting um, thing here. But an example. This is not unique. This is a very similar example I've seen before. My PC is over five years old with stock graphics card from Dell. I just played the demo for Immortals Phoenix. It ran beautifully. I really like the game, but I freaking absolutely love the tech. Oh my God, this is Stadia. The same Stadia I've heard nothing but negatives about for months. I'm simply blown up, beep, away by this. It took me literally five minutes to sign up and start playing this demo using my PS4 DualShock. I'm literally dumbstruck right now. That's And I've seen a number of tweets or a number of entrants on Reddit that sort of follow that sort of very uh, similar wording. So this is one, this is about actually, um, so this was on Reddit as well, but this was about Baldur's Gate. I've been gaming for 30 years. Being able to play Baldur's Gate within five minutes on my Chromebook was definitely a highlight. The potential of this was Instantly apparent, in my opinion, it was so easy to just jump up, up in and play and not having to worry about upgrading hardware, but still getting quality graphics is great. I'm getting older. I know what you mean. And don't have time or money for that. Anyway, my first game was Joust on the Atari. Wow. He's, he's as old as me, at least. At least. So I don't need bleeding edge graphical quality. Getting to play Cyberpunk 2077 with graphics better than a base PS4 on my phone is magic, and I'm in. All I'd like is more games, which I'm sure they're working on. Well, you can, my friend, my friend, you can, you can bet your bottom dollar they're working on it. We know it. We've got tons of games coming, ladies. So, you know, it's examples like that, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm seeing more and more on Twitter, especially around the Immortals, uh, Immortal Phoenix demo um, and I think it's a really really positive 
sign. We, as I say, we're getting more and more people in Reddit saying things like this on Twitter, um, mainstream press and reviews, you know, who have been cynical and ha 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 about Stadia, you know, all the Stadia memes and stuff. But actually, it works. You and I know it works. That's always... That's always been the frustration for, for me and for I know for many many of you. The frustration with the misinformed articles that say it doesn't or stated there would obviously be too much lag and latency, you know, so cloud gaming just can't work, etc. When most of us, most of us just play every day, it looks great. It plays great. It feels great. We just want people to try Stadia for themselves, to experience what we have. Click and play demos with just an email required. Do that. I mean, yes, by all means, question the size of the games library. Be unsure of the business model. Um, question the player base. All legitimate positions to take, I guess, and ask questions about. But tech-wise, try it, as the escapists say, and mind-blowing. So the demos clearly are working. And I think I saw Brian from Nerf channel say maybe they should do monthly demos. That's not a bad idea. They're getting people to try the games, to see that Stadia actually works. And then they go, you know, actually, I might try some more stuff. I might give the free Stadia Trial Pro a go and see how great Destiny 2 looks. When a product works and is good, try before you buy, plus word of mouth is a great selling point. And we've seen the broad genre of the demos, the three demos. There's a little something for everyone to try. The casual gamer, the old school gamers with Pac-Man, the PC nerdy strategists gamers with Humankind. The console type with Breath of the Wild type fans for, you know, Phoenix. These are good choices. And you can see clearly what Stadia was trying to do with those three days. And you know what else? Not only is the demo of the games. It's a demo of the demos. I think we'll see more and more publishers taking note. This is such an instant way to try something, try a new game and instantly buy that something. Suddenly the option to buy your games on Stadia, yeah, the option to actually own your games, buy your games, rather than only having a subscription access model like xCloud or a <coughs> Luna, yeah, that option to buy the games, try them and then buy them suddenly becomes a very compelling option for consumers and publishers it's a win-win the stadia business model sucks question mark question marks think again so yes was it good stuff that was the question yes i think we could safely say good stuff and don't forget my short memoried friends out there between now and Xmas, we have 
Watchdog Legions on the 29th of October. That's this week. Sekiro on the 29th of October. That's this week, people. Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek on the 1st of November. Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the 10th of November. Cyberpunk 2077 on the 19th of November. Jedi Fallen on the 23rd of November. Kronos on the 1st of December. Immortals Phoenix on the 3rd of December. And I've not even included Just Dance 2021, Family Feud, Chris Tales, Pac-Man, which are all arriving over these weeks, plus whatever the November Pro titles are going to be and other news announcements that may happen between now and Christmas. So, woo, Stadia is in a good position and it's building nicely, just as it always has been. And yes, I'm saying that even after Thursday's Twitter apocalypse. Shall we do this? Shall we talk about the Twitter apocalypse? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, to help me explain a few things and provide some clarification, I've drafted in a familiar face. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please, no booing. Yeah, no booing, people. It's not a pantomime. Yeah, don't go booing him. Now, I'm going to need to put my headphones on for this so I can hear... Um, hear him properly but everybody just pay pay attention please and be nice please please uh, be absolutely nice so yeah i'd like to um thank young Ye for being in the studio today and uh first thing uh, i want to ask you if you could uh, thank you for coming here of course obviously and if you could explain to my audience what the whole twitter apocalypse uh, was all about at the end of uh, last week and everything and its sort of uh, relationship with stadia where did it all start if you could explain that would be really great uh, people are not happy at all right about okay the suggestion that alex made which was that streamers should be worried about their content getting pulled if publishers okay. decide to enforce copyright laws adding that quote the real truth is that streamers should be paying developers and publishers of the games they stream they should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use this is wow. just a completely ass backwards way of thinking mm, you think? as i mentioned in my last video okay but there seems to be a lot of confusion uh really because what's this got to do with with stadia and stuff maybe you could um you know make things a bit more clear for us and, and, and explain again to my audience uh, what the hell has this got to do with stadia now i want to clarify something okay. because apparently there's some confusion as yeah. to what his role is at stadia he is not the boss of stadia he's a creative director right. at stadia more specifically the stadia games and entertainment montreal studio oh i see so he was the former sort of creative director at typhoon studios which was then purchased by stadia in december 2019 and now has been subsumed so now and been set up clearly as its own little independent sort of studio unit within uh, google stadia and he's the creative director uh, of that that makes a lot more sense he is the head of that specific yep. studio okay. he recently changed his title from creative director at google stadia which caused confusion of course to creative director at stadia games and entertainment montreal studio in case you were confused about that that's that that's great well thank you for clearing that up I, i'm sure my audience re really appreciate that i, I I work within uh, rights, intellectual property, copyright. I'm, you know, I'm 
legally qualified, etc. So I understand about media rights. And what Alex is saying um, is, you know, is technically right. But look, who's going to listen to me? I'm just a, you know, a qualified legal guy who specializes in uh, media rights. Uh, maybe people would uh, understand or believe it more by a non-expert and armchair commentator. Not to my audience, that would be really, really, uh, really great. Now, legally speaking, in terms of what's written in the law, yes, game publishers could go after creators if they wanted, and they'd probably be able to make a case based on how the law is written now. Though okay. that would largely depend, of course, on whether a specific content is transformative enough, whether it falls right. under fair use. Cool. But fair, fair dealing. Publishers don't do that because they understand the benefits of creators and streamers putting content of their game out there. So it would strike me that um, in to a certain degree, this is exactly what Stadia is all about because we know that St Stadia is going to have crowd choice, crowd play, you know, instant streaming to YouTube and all of that. So it would seem to be to anybody with any common sense or understanding of the games industry that, uh, and especially Stadia, um, that what Alex said does not in any way relate to, to what, what Stadia is all about. I mean, don't you agree? And Stadia is all about the integration with influencers That's what I'm and saying. YouTube and, you know, capabilities like influencers being able to provide links that... Click to play. And players can click on yeah, to click join to play. the session. Yeah. Stuff like Alex's the demos. proposal would put a huge dent on Stadia's own endeavors Absolutely. with how they're trying to integrate Stadia into the gaming market. Well, that's good to good that you cleared that up for us. That's really really useful, and I'm sure we all we all appreciate it. You'd think, though, on that basis, that um, maybe Google or YouTube Gaming or something that they they would they would say something about it. That's what I would do. And guess what? what? Stadia agrees because they recently put out a statement in response okay. to what Alex tweeted. And they flat out decided to distance themselves from what Alex said. Of course so that makes here's sense. the official statement okay. from a Google Stadia spokesperson who said the recent tweets by Alex Hutchinson, creative director at the Montreal studio of Stadia Games and Entertainment, do not reflect those of Stadia, YouTube, or Google. Wow. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um but then I guess, you know, did YouTube have anything to say about it? And speaking of YouTube, here's a statement yep. from Ryan Wyatt, okay. who's YouTube's lead over gaming, commerce, and immersive. He tweeted out something that was completely counter to what Alex had to say, stating, we believe that publishers and creators have a wonderful symbiotic relationship. Nice word. Indeed. Thank you. That has allowed a thriving ecosystem to be created. One that has mutually benefited everyone. YouTube is focused on creating value for creators, publishers, and users. All ships rise when we work together. I like that. I like that. I couldn't have put it better myself. So ultimately, you'd think that, uh, as I say, um, this is and from everything I've ever read. Uh, watched about Stadia and stuff like that. It's absolutely, that integration is absolutely fundamental to the whole um, Stadia kind of philosophy, as, as, as we've said. This is something that even the heads of Stadia, right. YouTube and Google Phil? understand. And in uh, fact, they are heavily relying on influencers right. to integrate Stadia with YouTube and make that work. Live streaming. Like the last thing Stadia needs right now yeah 
is the suggestion from someone who is under the stadium umbrella and pretty high up as one of the creative directors. Yeah, but he's a creative director of one of the studios they purchased. Uh, you know, I'm, I doubt if he's on their management board or anything like that. But 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 carry on. I guess what hasn't sort of what helped fuel this whole kind of connection with Stadia and helped get Stadia trending was, was the kind of key, key influences like big, big streamers like, um, Dr. Um, Dr. Disrespect Dr. went out of his yeah. way to highlight Alex's tweet and kind of make fun of it. You've got, uh, Gothaline who said a lot of people quote tweeting this hot take about how streamers should need a license from publishers to stream their games. I think we should be more concerned that anyone that works at Google Stadia is giving business advice. Mm, well, yeah, good job. He's only a creative director of the of one of their studios rather than um, on the management board or anything like that. That's what I'd say. Well, it seems that it's not very popular at all and, and that most people kind of think that it's completely asinine or as you'd like to say, ask backwards or whatever. Uh, I don't know what your phrase is, but um, approach the thing so that, um, yeah, it just seems completely bonkers. Honestly, just about every facet of the games industry seems to agree that Alex is way behind with the times yeah. and that this idea of his is way out of touch with reality, even to the point where his own employer decided exactly. to adamantly express that they fully disagree yeah. with what Alex is saying here, fully distancing themselves from what Alex tweeted out. So would you say that, um, you know, how does his idea fit in with with? with Stadia in general. That completely goes against what Stadia and YouTube are trying to go for. Right. So yeah, the guy's drawn a lot of backlash yeah. with this suggestion. So how do you think all this confusion sort of came about in the first place? And because he initially labeled himself as creative director at Google Stadia, right. that caused confusion. The confusion caused a lot of people to yeah. associate his statement with the Stadia brand. And so Stadia as a platform is facing negative PR, which is the last thing yeah. they need given the poor state of the platform. What are you talking about? I, now, come on, I thought you were being sensible and rational here and you've gone and spoilt it now, haven't you? Right now. And given that again, what Alex said so heavily stands against what Stadia's endeavors are. It's just been a bit of a, an, an unfortunate shitstorm caused by Language. what in my opinion is a pretty awful take well anyway thank you for that um young yay we really really appreciate it there we go so thank you for that young yay uh say goodbye to young yay everybody thank you for that so that was uh Oh, so there we are. That was Yong Ye, ladies and gentlemen, and, uh, you know, explaining to many of his viewers that they would be foolish to think this is anything to do with Stadia. Uh, and as I say, I, you know, I have to agree with him. You would be foolish to think it was anything to Stadia because it's completely the statement that Alex made. Uh, former Typhoon Studios made is completely counter to the whole Stadia business model. Even someone like Yong Ye uh, realizes that and made that clear. 
So yeah, hashtag Stadia started trending. Uh, many in this community went into their kind of chicken little mode and, oh no, it's all, it's all gone wrong. And the old phrase, you know, that's it, I'm done with Stadia. Phrase started banded about in forums as people attempted to smash up their virtual cloud gaming machine. That's the thing for you. You can't throw your cloud gaming machine out the window. You can't break your stadia. It lives in the cloud, you damn fool. So this statement has nothing to do with the games. If you were having fun playing the games Thursday afternoon, you're still going to have fun playing the games Friday afternoon. So nothing was changed by a statement of some random employee of the company. So you're being ridiculous. Once again, obviously, the Stadia haters, you know, they had their fun. Ooh, they trolled us, didn't they? The cheeky little ones, you cheeky monkeys, you know. But it soon died down. Yeah, why? Because the Stadia connection thing is pure conflation. And it just doesn't hold water. Even to a Stadia hater like Yong Ye, it doesn't hold water. It lacks the oxygen it needs to burn long. So anyone with any common sense, yeah, any capacity for rational and reasonable thinking knows the statement in itself by an employee it's completely against what Google is trying to do with Stadia and YouTube and equally what Amazon is trying to do with Luna and Twitch. And sure enough, like a Twitter storm of the day, it passed by. I mean, sure, it felt pretty windy and dramatic in our little Stadia bubble. But hey, at least Stadia was trending. And most of the noise around it was not really Stadia related. If you see the Jack, Skeptic, uh, septic tweet. It wasn't about Stadia. To quote Oscar Wilde, there's only one thing in life worse than being talked about. And that is not being talked about. Anyhow, all of this and the Yongye videos, which I was found myself oddly agreeing with in places, got me thinking. It got me to question and reevaluate my approach to Stadia. Yes, people. I, I love Stadia. I think it's great. I love Google products. I'm, I am a fanboy. But with that comes a certain blind faith. You know, and if you're someone like me who wants to rely on rational fact based thinking, you need to keep that blind faith in check. When you take a pulse of the gaming community in general, there does seem to be a very specific negativity towards Stadia and has been from day one. Much of it fueled by misinformation, falsehoods and general ignorance. And as a result, you'll have people like me vehemently defending and myth-busting and showing people up for their general ignorance on all things Stadia. Where I see it. But wait. <gasps> Wait, ladies and gentlemen, what? What amongst, what if amongst all that noisy misinformation and loud falsehoods, within that, there are some home truths? What if I and many of us are throwing all the criticism out of the window? Yeah, we throw in the baby out with the bathwater. 
What if there is some legitimacy and some valid criticism amongst all those dregs and fools? There is constant criticism in the gaming press and YouTube gaming commentary channels. And incidents like the Alex tweet brings it all out into the open. Just when you think you're in top of the old whack-a-mole kind of misinformation and falsehoods and stadia was sort of getting there, you know, all the trolls pop out again. I mean, you know what they say, if it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. So does that mean, does Stadia suck? No, uh, of course not. That's ridiculous, uh, but I got your attention. But how do we make sure we filter out the legitimate concerns and criticisms that do exist in people's mind? I am personally happy with the games in general. Yes, I can see the value of having games like Fortnite, Call of Duty, Apex Legends, Fall Guys, Among Us, etc. I, I could see the value of having them on Stadia because they're some of the most popular games around at the moment. And it would give Stadia a sort of an immediately, immediate, simple, short-term legitimacy in gamers' minds. But just as we are seeing a raft of AAA games coming day and day, titles coming in now and ongoing, I'm sure we'll start seeing games like that. I am confident in Stadia's growth. But I do, too, find myself emotionally acting when I see a criticism of Stadia. I tense up and sometimes just dismiss it without perhaps giving it fair thought. Sure, 80% made up stat of the criticism I can do the due diligence on and dismiss for being inaccurate or just plain false within about two seconds. But what about the other 20% that can't instantly be disproved? Yeah, that seem valid positions to take. Is there a boundary in the realm in which we can have legitimate and rational debate about Stadia? What are the edges, the boundary lines of that debate area? And it was Yong Ye, of all people, who had me thinking about this. And the upshot, ladies and gentlemen, is that Yong Ye's position was reasonable on some of the points uh, where he was sort of clarifying this is nothing to do with Stadia, where he was factually correct. But how, how is it I can agree with Yong Ye on that, but then instantly dismiss everything else he says because he doesn't like Stadia? And therefore, anything he says is invalid. Surely I can't be selective. I mean, of course, he does say loads and loads of stuff that's just wrong or deeply flawed. And we can debate that and prove him wrong with clear, rational debate. No problem. That's not the issue. Okay. So, what is the solution to rational debate? Well, it's simple, ladies and gentlemen. We use my brand new patent-pending spectrum of Stadia debate. And here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Here it is. Let me just call it up. This is my spectrum of Stadia debate. Uh -huh. Right. Let me just move my camera. So you can see this. I want you to see this clearly. I'm going to put my camera up there. Uh, let's shrink it down a bit there. There we go. And 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the spectrum of Stadia debate. This is the spectrum of Stadia debate. Down here, you can see here, in the bottom left-hand corner, uh, just above my name there, is Stadia. We love Stadia. This is the sort of absolutely extreme Stadia fanboy over here. Here is, ah, oh, Stadia's a load of shit and I hate it, over here. And then off here is off the scale, okay? So here, here's me. I'm uh, I'm on the scale here. I'm a bit looking at this right, right of absolute fundamental fanboy. There I am, right on the on the far right there, right on the edge of the boundary of the spectrum, is Yong Ye. So in reality, you're either on my side of the conversation or beyond it, off the scale. This is off the scale. Here we have uh, Layman Gaming. Okay, Layman Gaming from Australia, off the scale. Yeah, they, they, they haven't tried Stadia. They, all they do is criticize Stadia, don't even know what it is really. Uh, so they're not even in the conversation, they're off the scale. Up in the corner there, we've got Dreamcast Guy, ladies and gentlemen. Um, strictly speaking, he shouldn't even fit on the page. Yeah, he's so out of touch. Uh, he's got a very dodgy look. He looks like a criminal in that photograph. Not that you could judge criminals, but you know what I mean. It looks very dodgy. Looks like a wanted poster. Anyway, he's right off the edge there. He's right off the edge. He's off the scale. He's far beyond where Yongye is. This area here, ladies and gentlemen, this area in the middle, Yongye just creeps onto the right onto the, 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 the edge of it, just about. I'm in there. Is the area of reasonable discourse, ladies and gentlemen. This is the area of reasonable discourse. So, for example, here is Shalana Zard, Alana Pierce. Okay, Alana Pierce. I'm putting her here on the scale. Okay, maybe, maybe a bit more in the middle. I don't know. Obviously, the inside gaming boys, they're probably to the right of Yongye trying to pull her further down the scale. Um, but I think she's there. But the reason she's there, she's tried the tech. You know, she's got questions about the, the games, the business model, but she's tried the tech. It works and she loves it. And she sees that it has potential for the sort of people who might want to use cloud gaming. So she's in the area of reasonable discourse. I'm happy to have a conversation with her. I'm less happy to have a conversation with her giggling co colleagues from Inside Gaming who are the other side of Yongye and therefore not part of reasonable discourse on Stadia. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That is my area of reasonable discourse. Um, let me know where you think you fit uh, on the area of reasonable discourse. Uh, and it'd be very interesting. Maybe we should keep this and every so often I can add people to it and share it on, tweet, on Twitter uh, where we think and see if there's any movement. I'm sure there's been movement. I mean, we've seen people who have been the other side of Yongye who are now probably in the area of reasonable discourse. So that's it, folks. I just wanted to share that with you and share my revelations. Um, let's have a look at chat if we can. Chat never works when I want it to work, but let's have a little go. Let's fire that up. 
Um, and we'll see what you've all been talking about. Nothing. Nothing in chat. Okay. Oh, there it is. There goes chat. Right. I think she's hot. Well done, Ray. Well done. I'll ask Kamai's show. This is not the idea. Dreamcast guy is horrible off the scale. He's literally falling off the building. Well, literally, I had to include him, but literally I'd need a longer piece of paper for him. I mean, if that's the, you know, if that's the reality. Um, let me just get my YouTube here. Let's go back. Yeah, I'll show that. <laughs> okay, that that is an image I don't want in my head, Ray. Thank you very much for that. Um, thanks for having me, Clive. Wrong, yeah, yeah, out out of toilet paper because I'm full of. Okay, very good. I hope you enjoyed my little uh, uh, wrong wrong ye. Uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of conversation I noticed in there about the debates around. Um, you know, streaming and, and whether it works and stuff like that and gets you to, you know, to play the game. Have I practiced, Clive? I've practiced a lot. Don't worry, man, Victor. Uh, it's taken me a lot of work <laughs> to do that stupid video with Yogi. Oh, my Lord. Um, but anyway, I'm glad you appreciate it. Imagine if he did come on my show in real life, ladies and gentlemen, you know, not to break the illusion, whatever. But imagine that. Maybe I should approach him. I'll go on his show. He'd come on mine. Oh, that's harsh. But I've seen her defend uh, in, in a den of anti-stadia types. I've seen her defend um, stadia. And I've seen her talk about it in a, one of her videos. And she talks positively about the tech. So she is in the area of reasonable discourse, if only the fact that she's tried it and knows that it works and admits that it works even if she may have doubts about other things. Um, obviously, you know, Cyberpunk, you know, she could be playing that on a PlayStation or Xbox. I mean, you've seen her chair. She's got a secret lab chair, but it's all cyberpunked out. So they love her over there in CD Projekt Red. Don't worry about that. Ali Hussein says, what are my predictions for November Pro Games? Well, imagine this, ladies and gentlemen. We just had three days of good stuff. There was some... Uh, so imagine if... You know, we, we get, I don't know, between four to six pro games. You know, that might might be reasonable. It might not be six this time around. But imagine if there's a brand new game that we don't know about. What about Sniper Elite? Yeah? Sniper Elite. Um, Ali, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Sniper Elite might be one of the pro games. Because, um, oh, what's it called? Their other game was a pro game. The Brigade, the Strange Brigade. Wasn't that a pro game? Zombies was a pro game. So I'm thinking... Oh, there we are. I'm thinking maybe Sniper Elite is a pro game. Let me know. Guys, a good question there by um, Ali. Uh, uh, what do you think will be pro games? I, I think if there's a new game that we weren't thinking about, Destiny 2 expansions of pro games. Wow, that's a big shout out there, Gundara. The brand new 
I don't know. They had it on pre-order. That's what makes me doubt it. That would be really mean if you put it out on pre-order and then the moment it comes out, you go, oh, here's it for pro. Um, but, you know, you never know. I mean, the more likely scenario, it's games that we have already been announced generally that we know are coming. Sniper Elite, Secret Neighbor, Doom 2016, Outcasters. Okay, that's a good one. I think Outcast is a good shout. I think you play plus for the month free, what Duncan said. Well, I have a slightly different possibility on the you pay plus. I think you the, the fact that Watchdog Legions is coming out on you play plus may not be a sign that the uh, Ubisoft channel is coming out. In fact, it may be a sign it's not coming out for quite a while. And instead, they're going to make the next two Ubisoft titles part of just Luna Plus. And they'd only do that if the Ubisoft channel was much further down the line. That's just a possible theory I was thinking through in my head. Um, yeah, Destroy All Humans. Good one. Another Destroy All Humans. I think so. Where is it missing in action? I mean, people forget there's still two EA games to come. Not that we're going to get them as pros, but they still got to be announced by the end of this year. So we've still got some big major announcements coming along. Uh, I can't see Watch Dogs 2, Ali, unless they drop Uplay Plus. But yeah, that would be good. Oh, he's saying Forsaken and Shadow Keep. Okay. Aren't they already part of the pro anyway? Or do you mean extending them beyond? Because we had them for 12 months, didn't we? SpongeBob, yes, Paul. Yes. Star Wars are due first for EA. Yeah, so we know what we're waiting. We're still waiting, I think, between now and the end of the year for announcement on... Um... Oh, Dominic, you missed a cracker. Tell a chat, tell Dominic... Tell Dominic what he missed. Uh, doesn't leave much time for the others. No, it doesn't. But I don't think they'll come out necessarily. But I still, what I'm saying is I, I'm still expecting announcements. That's what we forget. We've still got every Tuesday and Thursday. You know, this week we've got the pro blog. The, you know, the pro games stadia community blog. Every Tuesday and Thursday, they usually drop some news. So there's still lots of news to be had. What I'm trying to sort of stress is that even though we've just had three days of good stuff, there's still plenty of good stuff, if you want to call it that, to come, ladies and gentlemen. So it's looking good. There's a 0.001% Madden could drop as a program. Yeah, I'd probably add a few more noughts to that one as well, Hell Monkey. I mean, if imagine that. I mean, it has already been released, hasn't it? So, but imagine that. Or a FIFA. I mean, part of me would think it'd be really good if Stadia made those really, really big, bold moves. But I can't see it. But if FIFA doesn't come out before January, I'm going to skip it. Yeah. Dirt 5, good one. Yeah, that's why he's put uh, lots of... Lots of naught point naught 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 noughts in there. <laughs> oh. Cloud Gaming, can I be your mod? We'll think about it, Cloud Gaming. We'll think about it because uh, it might be quite useful. I'll let you know. Pac-Man will probably be pro. Um, 
Yeah, might not be pro. I mean, it could be. Might not be pro this November, but it might be pro in three months' time or something, I can imagine. That's a good question, Dominic. Would you be happy if just one pro game? You know what? Even if it wasn't a game that I wanted, but it was so big and significant that made you go, wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't play FIFA, but I would play it if it was a pro game. Ironically enough, I'm a pro Evo player. <laughs> so if pro, pro Evo was a pro game, pro pro Evo. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Does the bigger the game mean uh, in terms of relative to its release date and this AAA size mean less games? Or if the games don't feel AAA or are older AAA games, are there more of them? It's interesting. Fogs. Good one, Ray. Fogs would be good. But I think it's valid power, fantastic. You know, if you don't like sports games but and you wouldn't be happy with FIFA, that's fair enough. But would you be happy with the impact that releasing Stadia, you know, the indirect impact it would have to your gaming experience if they dropped a massive game? They're not going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. They're not going to do it. A massive game like FIFA as a pro. Imagine all the people who then sign up and then thus widen the Stadia player base, which might help you in other games. So that's what I'm saying. You might not like the game, but if it was big enough to have an impact on on Stadia, then yeah. All right. Revolution says Stadia Revolution Dirt 5 isn't coming out till next year. Not sure. Not sure, to be honest. Somebody can look that up and let me know. Yeah. You know, as I say, it was the same with Madden. I'd probably give it a miss. You know, not every game. A uh, humankind, I can't see myself, even though the demo's there, I, I can't see myself trying it. It really lacks no no interest to me, even curious interest. But I'm glad it's there because I know that loads of, you know, I've seen a few people in the forums say, we need some PC strategist games, because that's how they speak, of course. We need some PC strategy games, like Civilization. You know, who knows? That's the fun. That is the fun. Paul is confirming here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, early 2021 for dirt. Maybe you really revved up. A good looking dirt. Oh, November the 6th for dirt five. Mm -mm. Windbound. How long's that been out now? Maybe a January one, maybe, or is it too soon? Is it too soon, Ray? Too soon, Ray? Too soon for Windbound? There's usually a minimum of at least three months. It sometimes feels shorter, but I'm sure if you looked at the ones that have come out quickly. Ah, Helmut is in. No, it's delayed from November till January. Okay. Sounds like Tom Hardy. <laughs> is that with a mask? Why are you not wearing a mask? The question should be, why are you not wearing a mask? Gotham, now is your chance. I thought the dev said next year for Stadia. Maybe. I thought Dirt uh, was coming out day and day. Maybe. Who knows? Wow. Yeah, Jerry. Absolutely. 
cyberpunk. That is never going to happen. But yeah, that's exactly the sort of you know bomb bombshell that you know would happen. I'd love to see Stadia sort of get in that position. I can't. I can't see it. The amount of money they'd have to pay and. Would it be, you know, have a big impact immediately, but would it have a long-lasting impact? It's, you know, I don't know. Relative to the money they'd spend, would that money be better spent in other places over the year? Who knows? Yeah. But it's fun. We can have fun pretending. Yeah. We can have fun pretending. So I think we've all agreed. Um, I think Sniper, I think realistically, Paul, I think Sniper Elite. Um, would be a game I would enjoy and is a game likely to be a pro game. Um, I love Hitman. I love the um, Republic Games. I think it's Republic Games. I love their games. So, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Um, six games again? I don't know. Maybe four. Let's just, let's, you know, temper expectations. Say there's only going to be four pro games this time. Sonic. Do you mean the Sonic that's going on Luna? They're sticking on Luna. They could stick it on Stadia. Most of the games going on Luna seem to already have had some life or, you know, are on um, Stadia. There's a lot of them anyway. Yeah, that's, I think that's what we're going for, ladies and gentlemen. I'm putting my money, I'm going to the betting shop now. I'm going to put my money on Sniper Elite for, for November. You heard it here, folks, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here, you heard it here, folks. Anything. Yeah. Love it. Any game would do. Anyway, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Let me just uh, reduce that. Thank you, uh, Cloud Gaming. Really, really appreciate what you're saying there. Good news. Let's go back to single there. So anyway, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Aragonagazamas. For being uh, here again, for joining me live again. It's good to see uh, so many people, um, lots of people watching it. I think we're up to we were up to about forty people at one point, which is good. Um, it's good, and our last week's shows had lots and lots of uh, post live views, uh, which is really really good. So I really appreciate all of you have come along, all of you have partake in the chat. I hope you. Had fun with me. We had a bit of a laugh at Yong Ye's uh, expense, but you know, uh, why not? Why not, ladies and gentlemen? As I say, thank you for being here. Remember to hit the likes if you haven't already hit the likes. Um, I'll be back here again next Monday for the Stadium Monday Night Chat. Of course, tomorrow is Generation X Gaming Show on the Generation X Gaming Channel, of course, with me and Rock. And some exciting stuff that Rock is doing on Saturday night. I think it's Saturday night on the 31st. Anyway, um, so look out for that. But generally, have a great week. Look forward to tomorrow's blog post. Look forward to this week's announcement of the pro games. Have lots of fun. Keep on playing all of that malarkey and I'll see you all around very, very soon. Thank you so, so much for being here live tonight. And if you're watching it on Catch Up, thank you for watching it on Catch Up. Goodbye. Rage on that beat, going crazy.